Hi everyone and welcome back to the Unofficial Guide to Medicine podcast. Today is going to be the second episode of our OSCE revision series and is going to cover sexual history taking. Today's presenter is Lydia, who's a final year medical student at the University of Birmingham. So let's get to it. Thanks for the introduction, Lauren. Hello and welcome back to the Unofficial Guide to Medicine revision podcast. I'm Lydia and today we're going to be covering sexual histories. I know that sexual histories strike a little bit of dread into everyone's heart. They're so tricky and you always say the wrong thing and it all just feels a bit awkward. I get it, I definitely get it. But really, when you take away the awkwardness, a sexual history is actually really straightforward and nothing to worry about. They're really common OSCE stations and it's all about keeping your cool and not getting flustered. So hopefully these top tips will help you be ready to face any sexual health station that your med school can throw at you. So the sexual history itself is basically the same structure as any medical history, aka we're talking about past medical history, drug history, family history, presenting complaint, all that jazz, except there's a few extra things that you need to remember. So in presenting history, you need to make sure that you're asking women if they've experienced any unusual vaginal bleeding. For example, two really important ones to look out for are bleeding after sex or between periods, because these can indicate problems with the vaginal wall or STDs. You also need to ask if they've had any change in their vaginal discharge, so make sure that you're asking about the colour, the volume, the consistency, and whether that vaginal discharge has any odour. These are all a bit awkward to ask about, but they're really important, so make sure that you do include them. Also make sure that you ask about pain during intercourse, and if there's any pain during urination. That's for both men and women. So those are the little extra bits that you should probably be asking about, but I've also got three top tips for you, just generally speaking, with a sexual history. So top tip numero uno, stay calm, stay professional. It can be super daunting having to ask a stranger about very intimate details of their sexual history, but it's essential that you stay cool and act professionally. Please don't giggle, don't shy away from asking the important details, and don't act embarrassed or worse, past judgement. The patient will follow your social cues, so if you're calm and collected while asking about their genitourinary problems, then they'll be open and honest in answering. If you get flustered and awkward about it, then you're saying to the patient that this is awkward and embarrassing. And so taking a sexual history will be much more difficult. So my first top tip is just stay calm and stay professional. Top tip number two is call a spade a spade. People get really stressed about what to call different anatomical structures when they're talking to a patient. In my experience, it's best to just be blunt with it. Call it a penis, call it a vagina, ask if they have pain in the shaft or in the tip, ask in detail what they mean by sex. Are you talking about oral, vaginal, anal? These details are really important. And if you're confusing the patient with a load of coded references to different things, then you're far less likely to get a clear history and be able to diagnose accurately. So my top tip number two is just to be blunt, call a spade a spade. Top tip number three is that you should be looking out for safeguarding warning signs. Sexual health is an area where a lot of social issues can be picked up where they might otherwise be missed. So for example, if you have a patient who's under 18, then you should start thinking about asking them about their partner, about that relationship, about the age difference, about the power inequality, about whether the patient you're talking to is someone you might consider vulnerable. Patients who sell sex will be at much higher risk of STDs, but aside from their sexual history, it's also worth checking in on their mental health if they're safe and how best to support them. You should also have 
domestic abuse or sexual abuse on your radar, especially if you're looking at vaginal trauma and being aware of referrals to support people through these really difficult things. I would say it's unlikely that you'd get an OSCE station on these kind of sensitive topics regarding safeguarding. But if you mention that you're looking out for them in your OSCE, then that shows a lot of understanding and will probably be rewarded in your score. Plus, in the long term, it's important to be looking out for these to make sure that you're a good doctor and making sure that you're um, caring for the patient as a whole, not just their sexual history specifically. So there we go. There are my top three tips. You've got stay calm, stay professional, call a spade a spade, and make sure that you're alert to those safeguarding warning signs. At the end of the day, the sexual history is just about keeping cool and collected. And hopefully these little tips will give you guys the confidence to go and smash that OSCE exam. As always, I got these top tips from the unofficial guide to OSCE's book, which is really good for the, um, all of the OSCE stations, but I found really useful for this sexual history station as well. So make sure that you guys check it out. I hope you found this session useful and that you tune in to us next time. Thank you everybody for listening. There'll be another OSCE Revision podcast released next Sunday, so make sure you tune in then. We are advertising all of these podcasts on our social media, so definitely go and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date. See you next week.